Good evening, Julian. Thank you very much for your film. Judy and you have really produced something quite excellent there. Did you have a, an itinerary before you left? We went overseas three or four times uh, to different places and I really had no say in the itinerary. It was just a question of you know, when was I going to be available to spend a week in New York or whatever. How long did it take to make the film? The first filming was the... UN Refugee Summit in September 2016 and I think the last filming was around about the middle of 2017, so right. you know, nine months. After the New York summit, did you feel any encouragement as a person after that or do you, you know, a lot of people are ex- expressing the feelings, including the journalist there during the film, about that sort of despondency. Did you come out of New York with some positive? I came out of New York wondering whether the world would do what it had just agreed to do and my scepticism turns out to be justified because they didn't. It, it is a creeping despondency. It was quite disturbing to see the um, the abject sadness there with the journalist in the film mm. where he, he, he's been working in that's the field. David for, Mark. That's right, yeah, David Mark. Yeah. I have a strong feeling of despondency myself. Do you feel that rallies still have a place? I don't know that they achieve very much, but I should say I'm not an activist. I never have been an activist, so okay. I just don't know. I don't know what methods of activity work. And so far, to be honest, in this area, there have been all, there's been the whole range of activist type activity, including rallies, and so far nothing has actually worked. So I don't think anyone knows what's going to work. Mm. There'll be some kind of breakthrough somewhere, somehow. Maybe if the Labour Party comes to its senses, maybe they will start telling the truth on their side and then there'll be a genuine debate about whether, well, what sort of country we are. You've just said that you don't define yourself as an activist. So may I ask you what you would define yourself as? Um, I haven't thought about that. I, I think I would define myself as a fairly conservative member of a very conservative profession uh, who is worried about the way we're behaving. I, I mean, I think a useful way of looking at it is to say, what would I do if I was living in Aleppo, if I had to flee, what would I do? Precisely. Uh, what would I do if... Uh, think about the people who head south. Very few of them do, but people who fled, for example, Afghanistan or Myanmar and who head down this way. They go through countries that have not signed the Refugees Convention, have not promised to send refugees, not to send refugees back. So they, they get all the way down to Indonesia and they can get there without having gone through any country uh, that has signed the Refugees Convention. Then in Indonesia, you can't you can't stave for very long. Once your one-month visa expires, you're at risk of being thrown in jail. So if you've got kids, you can't send them to school because you'll be found, you'll be put in jail. You can't get a job because if you do, you'll be found, you'll be put in jail. You can wait in the shadows until some country offers to resettle you. How long will that take? Well, on present indications, roughly 10 years, 20 years. Or you can chance your arm, hop on a boat and get to Australia, which has signed the Refugees Convention. I've never met any Australian who wouldn't get on a boat. Do we think it's okay to mistreat people, punish people who do exactly what we would do if we were in the unfortunate position that they're in? But I'd like to say thank you very much, Julian, for putting your time in um, here to do what you do every single day and I think that a lot of Australians are very very proud of you for everything that you do. That's very kind but can I say that every Australian can do something. 
about this. And one thing they can do is write to their write to federal parliamentarians asking really, really simple questions. And somewhere on my website, I've got a list of questions that they could ask. But it has to be a very, very short letter. And it shouldn't try and persuade the politician of anything. Just write to them. So the classic is, dear X, I'm a voter in your electorate. Do you think both people are, quote unquote, illegal? If yes, what offence do they commit? Yours faithfully. No hiding from that. No. And, and if you get three pages of guff written by a staffer, you'll know that they haven't answered the question because they don't, in which case you write back saying, Dear X, I'm still a voter in your electorate. Thank you for your letter. It didn't answer my questions. Here they are again. One, two, yours faithfully. If you have to do that 20 times, well, do it. Yes. And Kate, my wife, who is an artist and thinks differently, she said maybe people should form social groups, half a dozen people, get together at the house of one or other of you every week on the same day, have a glass of wine and write letters. It takes all of the, you know, it's not a difficult thing to do and you can make it a social occasion, but they have to be letters, not emails, uh, because those will carry much more weight than emails do. There's, there's quite a few questions which it's worth putting to politicians in order to flush them out and you'll be very interested to see how reluctant they are to be flushed out. Hopefully, listeners, if you're encouraged to feel like you want to do something about the situation, I would encourage you to do as Julian has said and um, write away. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do it. Do it. Everyone can do it. Everyone, Everyone can, can do it. it. Students is yeah. one of the ones I like to encourage. All of them. Yep. All right. Thank you very much, Thanks. Julian.